0: Forever! Dog!
1: Welcome to another episode of Best Show Best's The Greatest Hits of The Best Show with me, your host, Tom Sharpling. If you like what you hear, make sure you join us every Tuesday night on Twitch at 6pm Pacific for a brand new episode of The Best Show featuring callers, celebrity guests, live music, and plenty of surprises. Enjoy! Hello, best show.
0: What's up, Tom? Metal Tim and New Old Bridge, loving the show as always.
1: Oh, thanks so much. Thanks so much.
0: Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, you see the Better Call Saul finale last night?
1: Um, I did not.
0: Hey, well, I, I, I won't give any spoilers, but... I loved it. I thought it had the perfect ending. My only critique is that I wish there could have been even more timelines and flashbacks to keep track of over the last seven years.
1: So you wanted to, I, so apparently there were a fair amount of, of those, but for you, that was not enough.
0: No, I was really hoping there would be a flash sideways in sepia.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> I'm
0: I'm <laughs> I'm just crushing nuts. I, I, I'm I'm am just nitpicking.
1: You're doing what now? Crushing, crushing nuts. Okay, Why? I never heard that as a. It makes sense.
0: Well, it's like busting B.
1: No, I, I followed it the whole time, but I just wasn't I'm sure. I'm not yelling. I'm not yelling. Just talking.
0: Um. Someone, someone, <laughs> someone didn't have their Sanka.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't. You're right. I I didn't have my. Yeah, you're
0: more of a stock top full of nuts guy.
1: I I like a good f- cup of Folgers in the morning.
0: That's cool. That's that's cool. Hey, can I chime in on L topic?
1: Oh yeah, please do.
0: Uh, we're talking worst cover song, right?
1: Yes, worst cover songs.
0: All right. Um, with all due respect, because I think he has written some of the best. Punk and hard rock songs of all time. Mm-hmm. Glenn, Danzig's ver- Glenn Danzig's version of ZZ Top's power ballad "Rough Boy" will make you go through several things.
1: R- Rough Boy, which is an '80s ZZ Top song,
0: I think it's on Afterburner.
1: Okay, so he Danzig- I think he
0: plays. I think he plays all the instruments, including drums, on it. I think.
1: Wow, Danzig doing a a uh, a Todd Rundgren or a Prince kind of move.
0: Absolutely. Oh yeah.
1: Okay, so that's yeah. that's at the top hey, of your list or bottom of your list? Yeah. That,
0: that's, that's my that's my click to not pick right now. Okay. Pick to not click.
1: Sure, your pick yeah. to not click. Hey, you know what'd
0: be you know what'd be a fun topic? What's that? Songs that start off great and then start sucking.
1: Songs that they start off great and then start to suck as they go on.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: Okay, okay. Like, what would be um, a good, like, what are you thinking with that one?
0: Uh, off the top of my head, um, making time by the action It has a great beginning. Bow, 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 bow. And it kind of starts to suck. Um, Lady Writer, Dire Straits, great guitar intro, and it starts to suck. Uh, Life's a Gas by the Ramones in that last record, great intro, starts to suck. Uh, don't You Want Me, Humanly, don't, 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 and it starts to suck. Uh-huh. Um, the song remains the same, the song. You know, it's, it starts great and then uh, starts to suck. Conversely, uh, Over the Hills and Far Away by Led Zeppelin, a song that starts off sucking, and
1: then gets good. So you feel that the song "Over the Hills and Far Away" starts off. You think it starts off sucky, and that's then,
0: like
1: "Hey, Lady," right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. The one the love
0: I need
1: is that, not that one. That's no, the one, I it's, Yeah, it's, I like
0: when it kicks in. No,
1: you got it. No, you you got the right one. I okay. I didn't think about that. Now, what call your name again was.
0: Metal Tim,
1: Metal Tim. Yes. What, what? What? Can Can I ask you about your name?
0: Oh yeah, well, you know I, I I've been in, into you know hard rock and metal most of my life. You know I've been going to shows here in Jersey since God probably the last, late seventies. Uh, you know penalty box, or rock room, places like that. Uh, yeah, so I'm just kind of a lifer in in, in this sort of genre. Um, hey, um. I don't know if this is cool to say, but um, you want to hear some hot metal dish?
1: Do I want to hear some metal dish? Yeah.
0: Some hot metal dish, yeah. Some hot metal dish, even more so.
1: Yes, please.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's hot. Um, First, I want to say as a flagrant metalloid, I have massive respect for Eddie Trunk and his constant championing of hard rock and metal on his serious radio show and of course um, the VH1 Classic show that metal show You know, he's always doing his best to, to pump the, the music but um, you know I, I want to be honest at, at this point you know he's so saturated the entire metal market that, that we just expect Eddie will be introducing all the bands at pretty much every show we buy a ticket for for the rest of our lives and it's gotten old and people are starting to really grouse about it
1: about him emceeing and kind of being a a presence at
0: well, yes. It's almost like we, we see metal through Eddie trunk's eyes at this point, you know, like it's through the the trunk filter.
1: Yeah. Okay. I get it. I get it. That makes sense.
0: And it's, it's yeah, it's just too much and to be frank Eddie's ego is out of control
1: okay his his ego's out of control it's
0: like, yes it's like if Troy Duffy was on a first name basis with a member of of Angel Keel and Dawkins, you know
1: <laughs> yeah i oh, i i get it completely uh Tim or Metal Tim, what, what should I call you?
0: Metal Tim is fine.
1: Okay. Oh, okay, Metal Tim. So you as a oh, you, and
0: his, his name drop his and his name dropping is, is just out of control too.
1: Like like does he he always manages Eddie Trunk, who for people who don't know hosts a metal radio show, hosted it in the New York area on radio for a long time. And now is on satellite radio with his show that is very it's basically a um a talk show hosted by about metal hosted by a a metal obsessed uh guy in his mid fifties. Is that fair? That's
0: that's very accurate. Uh you did forget the uh cargo shorts though
1: a cargo he wears he wears cargo shorts very frequently
0: yeah, yeah and yeah. so he, you know and, and he's always talking about you know who he's texting with and you know it's just kind of turning people off
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh you know like at these at these shows it used to be oh hey there's eddie trunk let's go over and and have a beer with him but now it's oh no here here comes Eddie and he's he's going to tell us about how he helped Rudy Sarzo wash his Camaro for four hours. Yeah.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. No, he can definitely. Uh, he is not. He is not afraid of a of a name drop.
0: Well, he sure isn't. It's like you'd think that that uh, John Five lives in in his new Vegas apartment with him or something.
1: John five, who is one of these guys who he mentions who I'm not exactly sure who, who that is.
0: You know what? I'm not either. I, I'm metal.
1: Your, your name is literally metal Tim. And you're not exactly yeah. sure what John five does.
0: Still not sure. I'm not sure if it's either, or, or is it John the fifth? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but you know, sometimes I will, I'll prank Eddie, don't tell anybody I don't. okay well, um, basically like i'll I'll call in and, and I'll say, hey you know, Eddie, I, I heard from very reliable sources that um UFO are using backing tracks when they play live on this tour.
1: uh-huh he
0: loses his his cheese for like twenty minutes straight
1: like because he gets so mad at certain things like that like.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like backing tracks, and like what is when he gets mad? What it? I can imagine because I'm listening. I don't get to see it. You've seen it though with your own eyes, right? It does his face just I, get? I've look, seen what him get mad.
0: Oh, um. Sometimes he'll have like a video feed up on YouTube that you can watch, and it's like, yeah, his his face turns just red as like a Santa outfit. Oh, he's so furious. Yeah, that's what I because I, cause I only... for, for twenty minutes. voice goes up two octaves.
1: Mm-hmm. The sarcastic smirky laugh starts entering the picture.
0: Do it.
1: Do it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I mean, that's it. That's it. You're going to tell me that UFO are using backing tracks? That's not what we paid for. <laughs> like that. Is That is that? That's what he does, right?
0: Oh, I thought that was Eddie. Oh no, I thought, that was I me. That was Eddie, I thought Eddie was in the studio.
1: Me- that was you. That was me, Metal Tim. Oh
0: my god! Wow. You should maybe go and do like a live show impersonating Eddie Trunk. I, I think a lot of people would pay to see that.
1: I mean, no offense. I don't know who would pay to see to pay to see that, but okay, I'm I'm I'm, I'm game.
0: I I'm, I might I might depending on if there was like a like a deal a door deal or something or like a drink deal.
1: Well, then right there, there you're already. Though? You suggested the thing, and even you need a little perk for you to go buy a ticket for it.
0: Yeah, as I was thinking about it while you were talking, I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah, you started to doubt it mid-suggestion. Mid,
0: mid it's like that Bee Gees song, I started an idea, and then I kind of lost interest in it.
1: Yeah, that huge hit by the early Bee Gees. I started on, um, and then I lost interest partway through it.
0: I think it's on L- Lavender Sandbox. Is that what it's on? Lavender Sandcastle.
1: Lavender. I don't. Know. I'm not. I'm not familiar with the BG's albums. I lo- I know the singles.
0: Oh 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 oh. So another prank. Yeah. Um. Some. Somehow, Eddie Trunk is a huge fan of Soul Asylum, but only post-Twin Tone Soul Asylum. You know, when they got like really middle of the road in the early 90s? Mm-hmm. Well, I I called his show once, and I convinced him that Soul Asylum was only going to play their um, first two albums while they were out and made to be broken um, at this show he was going to emcee in upstate New York. hmm And he lost his Sherbert.
1: Okay, he lost because they were not going to play the stuff he knows. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, he's speaking out. He's going, they're playing that weird stuff? I gotta text Dave right now and tell him that nobody wants to hear that noise. They want to see you rocking that black acoustic.
1: <laughs> yeah, they don't want to hear um they don't want to hear early. St- I, I guess they well, want, I, I don't know. So wait, wait. So you're, th- this is, this is a, this is a, this is a prank you did though. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes,
0: yeah. Yeah. And so he, 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 freaked out. So, uh, but Tom, there's big news afoot.
1: What's that metal, Tim?
0: There's a new Eddie in town. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, his, his name yeah. is his real name. Jet Hardman. J-E-T-T, last name H-A-R-D-M-A-N, Hardman. That's his real name.
1: Jet Hardman.
0: Jet Hardman. This guy looks like if Jason Momoa was 40 pounds slimmer and the Faster Pussycat and Pretty Boy Floyd.
1: Wow. That sounds like a, that's a pretty cool sound as a pretty cool description.
0: Oh my God. And he, he oozes, you know, the sexual charisma that's on, you know, at a level of like, um, Dagger or Kip Winger, Teddy Pendergrass, um, Matt Sorum, that kind of stuff, you know? I mean, he's, he's got the it factor.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing with that it factor. I've, I've talked about this over the years you either have it or you don't have it. And I mean, like you said, Teddy Pendergrass has it. Mick Jagger has it. Matt Sorum has it. And you you can't learn it. You can't buy it. You got to just have it. Yep. It's
0: like, it's like Jerry Lewis says in that movie, you got it. You can't give it away. Mm -hmm. I wish I had it.
1: Yeah, that was, um, it's a good
0: movie. Um, the jerk.
1: Great the movie. jerk. Wait, no, that's not the jerk, is it? It is the jerk.
0: Yes, it is. Yeah. It, it he, is. Uh, the jerk. It is. Yeah. He. Um, he's walking around with the. Pa- All I need is the paddle ball. All I need is this chair. All I need is yeah. whatever. And then he he uh, turns it at the mirror. He's got like the disco mirror, and he says, "You've got it. You can't give it away."
1: Mm-hmm. That's when he was like, "All I got is this paddle ball." Right. Right.
0: Wait, wait, Joe Walsh isn't in it.
1: Well, no, that was me doing a bad Jerry Lewis impression.
0: Oh, <laughs> do, do Joe Walsh doing, um, uh, what's an iconic, what's an iconic Jerry Lewis line that's not, uh, where are they regarding the donuts and hardly working?
1: Um, without doing Hey, Lady, or I wonder if he ever sang that Led Zeppelin song you talked about. Hey, lady, you got the love I need. Um, I need this record. I need,
0: I need this to exist <laughs> right now.
1: Jerry Lewis. Well, it might not. He's no longer with us. Hey, lady, you got the love I need. Maybe more than enough. Where are they? You got
0: the lozenge, too. Like you, you can hear the lozenge yeah. against, like the mic. All the up.
1: clicking and clacking of the lozenge.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: yeah. When uh, you know they
0: were Secrets too.
1: They, you know, he had Secrets. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, he might have had an endorsement with Secrets.
1: I picture Jerry Lewis flipping Where are my secrets Like when and when he's Backstage and serious he would Be a little twisted yeah. that his secrets Yeah Um yeah. Find us on your podcast app of choice, or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com/slash Office Hours Live. So who are the animals? Because I don't, I smell, don't them smell them. <laughs> the only Joe Walsh thing I can think that would be for Jerry Lewis would be the line you said you didn't want to hear. But all right, all right, do
0: it. So I'll uh, I'll be the. Um,
1: the I'm post office. Postal, uh, yeah.
0: Boss, okay, okay, here we go. Okay, and I'm, I'm filling out paperwork. <clears throat> I keep looking <clears> at...
1: <throat>
0: You're rubbing your index finger around the the box mm. of Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. <clears throat> here it with you. <clears throat> Would you like a donut?
1: Where are they?
0: good really good
1: yeah if only joe walsh had gotten that part in hardly working
0: right can you imagine
1: yeah that would have been a whole other career could have been right when the eagles were winding down (laughs) right when the eagles were winding down joe walsh could have transitioned into comedy like that
0: i love it i love it um well oh so getting back to jet yeah So, so The story goes that Jet was a DJ in Albuquerque when uh, and when he interviewed Ozzy a few years ago, Sharon Osbourne was there and she was just smitten by Jet. And so she becomes his manager and he's basically been being groomed to be the new spokesman for metal and hard rock because he's so mind-blowingly delicious.
1: Okay, okay, makes sense.
0: Uh, And it does, right? And so, so his name is already starting to appear on posters for upcoming shows by Rat, L.A. Guns, Bobby Blotzer's Rat, Warrant, Steve Riley's L.A. Guns, and Rick Thompson's Warrant, to name just a, a handful. So it's getting serious.
1: Even flyers for Rick Thompson's Warrant, huh?
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. So he's going to MC these shows, and everybody who... who is breathing air right now knows that Sharon does not like Eddie. Okay. And I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. So, so, you know, not only is this new guy in town, but it's at, at the behest of, of his enemy. So it's a double whammy for Eddie.
1: Oh no, that's got to really sting.
0: Yeah. I mean, he, he must feel exactly how that escaped inmate with two forks in his eyes felt when they took that photograph of him for the cover of the Scorpions blackout album.
1: Wait, that's not a painting.
0: No, it's a photograph. That guy had just escaped from from an, like a, I think a mental institution or a prison.
1: And who put the forks in his eyes, though? The hospital.
0: I think so. Yeah, it was like a it was it was a very short lived um, uh, c- cataract uh, treatment. It, 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 was, it was called getting forkified.
1: Getting forkified. Yeah. I was almost positive the cover that yeah okay, I was almost positive the cover of that uh, Scorpions record was a a painting, but it's a photo, eh?
0: It is, yeah. It's a a photograph. Yeah, of
1: of a guy Um, getting forkified.
0: um, Yeah, you know the the blackout album was originally going to be called Double Whammy, uh, but. Klaus Mina, the Scorpion singer, and Fred Schneider were good friends, and Klaus knew that the BP2s were going to have an album out in a year called Whammy. So he, so he said, all right, man, I'll, I'll change ours." It's pretty cool.
1: That's a pretty cool t- little, little tidbit you got there.
0: It is. It is. Um, so word is that when Eddie heard about Jet hosting these shows, he blew a gasket right out of his camo cargo shorts. Right out of it.
1: Oh, li- literally?
0: It's shot out of his cargo
1: shorts. Oh, I don't like that. The gasket. No, no.
0: And he was so mad. I heard he went into his office and one piece at a time smashed the entire set of kiss dinnerware that Ace gave him at his wedding. Pretty serious.
1: That is extremely serious because that's. That sounds like a yeah. line that you don't cross unless you are ready Very, to not come yeah. back from it.
0: Very rare, yeah, yeah. So, all that stuff got all the saucers, all the all the all the teacups
1: mm-hmm. all smack. It's it's, so, a, and then oh, go ahead, Middle Tim.
0: Soon after that, soon after that, Eddie was spotted at a local bar here unloading to Jim Florentine about the whole thing like he was really upset I didn't hear it but can you imagine what that conversation would be
1: the conversation between Eddie Trunk and Jim Florentine
0: yeah yeah like how do you think that would go
1: and what were they moaning they were complaining about this whole this whole Jet uh, Hardman thing with Sharon Osbourne
0: yeah about Get taken over his gigs. Sharon's behind it. He's been double crossed.
1: Yeah, that would be pretty wild. That must have been pretty wild. Um, I can only imagine what that would have sounded like. Maybe something like this. What do you think? Do you, think I, you, you, yeah. you want me to try? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I feel. I don't think I can bring both of these characters to life. You think oh, I
0: please? please
1: metal, metal Tim for you. Uh, I'm going to give it a shot. Okay. So Jim Florentine and Eddie. Oh, thank you. Like, I mean, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here. This, uh, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm trying to just, I respect metal more than anybody else. I mean, is there anybody else who likes metal more than I do? No, you know, uh, I mean, you're the only person that talks about Ozzy. You, you're you always talking about Ozzy has a new record, and uh, you keep everybody up to speed on what Ozzy's up to. I don't know why Sharon would do that to you, because she's married to Ozzy. I mean, I, I mean I, who's talked more about J.K. Lee and... And Zach Wild and all, all of these people, and Ozzy. I mean, I talk about them more than anybody. You really do talk about Ozzy a lot, and that's my favorite thing about you. With that, is that, does that sound anything they, like it?
0: Are they there?
1: They're not here. That's just me goofing around.
0: That wasn't you. Shut up! That wasn't them. No, that's me. You should be, I don't know what you should be, but it, it, it you should be in, in some sort of like, I don't know, like a, a TV program or, or some sort of film strip. I think you'd be great.
1: A, f- a TV program or a film strip. Sure. I'll look, I'll, yes. I'll, I'll got check, it. I'll try them out. I'd like to be in a film strip or a TV show. Sure.
0: Got, got to start somewhere. you right? you're,
1: your, you know, you're right. Metal Tim. Yeah, that's a weird thing that uh, that uh, that 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 Eddie Trunk is so so like he's because he's so imperious with his stuff, and he's kind of the he he really gives off those vibes. And just I guess if he's feeling the heat now, that's very interesting. Yeah,
0: like a certain someone down in uh, Marilardo, as uh, Michael Cohen says. In where? Marilardo.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. I, I get who you're saying. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I mean. I guess you're wondering, like, how I how I know about, like, early solo asylum and
1: stuff, right? I was actually wondering, because yeah. you're a metal guy also, right? Right, right. And, you know, Eddie, um, yeah, it's such an interesting thing that Soul Asylum have some currency in the metal world. How? how? Yeah.
0: I don't know. I I, I have no idea. I, I have no idea. But, like, I do... I only know that, that early stuff because I, I worked at the music connection in Forkbridge for most of the the eighties and the early nineties. Ah. Great store. I don't, I don't know if you ever went there.
1: Great yeah. store. I Great was store. the metal buyer. You were yeah. the metal buyer. I was okay. the metal buyer,
0: but yeah, but we all took turns spinning records. So, you know, I heard all that stuff. I heard all, all kinds of, all kinds of music that I, I would never have been ex- exposed to. And, uh, we had so many cool in-, in stores there too. It was great. Oh my God.
1: Like what were some of the cool in stores you had?
0: Well, like we had, uh, gosh, let me think, uh, squirrel bait, anthrax, uh, the tripes Tesla, the individuals, uh, DBs, overkill, uh, gut bank, uh, mm-hmm. testament, Launch mm-hmm. Hands, I mm-hmm. deck uh, Delph, Fue- Del uh,
1: Cinderella uh, sorry Wow that's uh, sorry sorry the tripes and Cinderella
0: yeah all, all kinds of stuff you know and uh, we had so many of these things that at one point our manager double booked in stores for both suicidal tendencies and the Australian bandits Church wild
1: they they had they it was a double booking.
0: They both showed up at the same time, not knowing the other was going to be there.
1: That's Basically. a strange, that's a strange crowd. Yeah. That's a
0: you'd, st- you'd think both bands would hate each other, right?
1: You'd think, yeah.
0: News for you. You're never going to believe it. They got on like a hose on fire.
1: Su- Suicidal tendencies and the church.
0: Yeah, they became such good friends that Steve Kilby ended up doing backup vocals on a lot of Suicidal's 1989 album, Controlled by Hatred, Feel Like s hit Deja Vu, which I still think is a title that rolls right off the tongue.
1: That's a, that's a, um, that is a weird one. That's a weird one, Metal Tim. I I, I didn't know that didn't know that the church i i I couldn't picture you said steve kilby was on it
0: yeah wild yeah yeah. and those guys they're still great friends and they still have cookouts whenever they're in the same town it's pretty cool
1: that the church and suicidal tendencies have cookouts together
0: yes yeah very cool yeah (laughs) We, all, we also did a great in-store with, um, remember Diamanda Galas? Of course. We ended up dating for a year. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's really interesting. Uh,
0: it was, it, yeah, it, it was really cool. But, you know, at the end of the day, we were from different worlds, you know, she'd She'd get frustrated that I didn't want to go to all these weird art installations, and I was hurt that she couldn't name one member of Entombed.
1: Yeah, I could see how that would irk the both of you.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we just uh, agreed to call it a day, you know.
1: Sure, just be friends.
0: Yeah, but uh, it's cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, And it's funny because I I was a drummer back then, I I was in a local band called uh, Thunder Thruster.
1: Thunder Thruster. Yeah. And what, um, what did Thunder we Thruster one, sound like?
0: We, we only had one song that got a little bit of airplay on, um, gosh, I think it was TSR back in the day. And it was basically, you know, a lot of those bands had theme songs back then. Like you would have a, like Iron Maiden had a song called Iron Maiden. And uh, uh who else? There's, there's, there's a bunch. There's got to be a bunch well, of other ones. Iron anyway, Maiden had so, Iron
1: Maiden. Black Sabbath had Black Sabbath
0: black fab exactly, yes, so we had a, a song called thunder thruster, and it was like is it's a thunder thruster it's a real molecule buster that was the only thing we could we could think of to rhyme with it that made sense, so mm-hmm. that was the best we could do, but you know so we weren't great, but uh anyway, in nineteen ninety one we have an in store with pavement, so they're just starting to you know to get some you know to get it rolling get get getting that uh you know that indie cred notice, and uh, mm-hmm. so, their drummer was was this very wild guy named Gary, and he was old; he was a little bit older, and mm-hmm. he was um he was he was playing around with our staple gun in the back room, and you know he was just kind of joking around stapling stuff, and he he was he started stapling his pants to his leg, which was you know pretty stupid, but he somehow managed to staple into an artery in his leg, oh. and exactly what you think happened, happened. It was just like, just like a spray. He gets taken to the hospital immediately, you know? So he's in, he's whatever, intensive care. And Mm -hmm. they're like, we need a drummer. We can't play. And and earlier in the day, I told him that I was a drummer. Mm -hmm. And so Aveman asked me to fill in.
1: Okay. So you filled it. I, I couldn't do it. You couldn't.
0: No, I mean, I, I, how could I? They they wouldn't let me bring two bass drums and my china cymbal to their show at Maxwell's that night.
1: Well, I mean, it's not exactly their style. I could see why.
0: Oh. Yeah, I think they could have really benefited from my uh, double bass drum galloping. I think. Yeah.
1: That that would kind of fit like their songs.
0: Yeah. that And but the big thing that, that was like a no for them was I, I also wanted one of them to do this song I just written called I'm here to party but I'm also here to
1: I had to bleep that last word. Yeah, yeah. That was not cool. Then they wouldn't play that song. They wouldn't let you play that song.
0: No. No, I pulled the lyrics out of my wallet that I've been I've been carrying my wallet for a long time and and uh they didn't they didn't like it so that was the end of that but um you know we, we had some pretty cool customers over the years at the store very cool
1: like who uh
0: we had snake sabo from uh skid row the guys from adrenaline or d stopped by uh morton downey jr uh some of the dudes from cool in the gang uh morton downey senior uh stephen thurston from the dim stars morton downey the third um Bruce Springsteen would come by, really, quite often.
1: Yeah,
0: well, what was that like? Yeah. Very interesting cat. Um, was really curious about all kinds of music. Uh, wasn't really into the super hard stuff. He would buy. Like he, he he'd pick up an uh, AC/DC record or the Cult, but I could never get him to check out stuff like. Um, uh, creator's pleasure to kill or cannibal corpses eaten back to life.
1: Mm-hmm. You just couldn't get him to check that stuff out.
0: No, no. Like it was like I showed him the cover, and it was just like, yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know if that's for me or not. I think Patty would really not be into me coming coming
1: home with that.
0: <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, fair enough, right?
1: Yeah, it's a, yeah, exactly. I I get it. I get it. Different styles.
0: But um, one funny thing about Bruce, he would without fail, not be able to find his wallet when he got to the counter. And then he'd accuse us of taking it Heard anything like that.
1: I have heard there was a, Oh, there was kind of a rash of that going around here for a little bit on the show a couple weeks ago.
0: I think, I think it's called, I think the technical name is wallet itis, which is weird because that in To me, that that infers that you're afraid of the wallet.
1: Yes, that's what I would think. That would be for somebody who had a fear of wallets.
0: Yes, which I do.
1: Oh, So you do literally have wallet-itis.
0: Everyone in my family has it.
1: But Oh, okay. Well, that's a... Everyone, everyone?
0: A joke that... That that was like a, a, a cheapskate joke. Basically, when it comes time to pay, none of us can find our wallet.
1: Sure, sure. Yeah, and that's a good one. That's a pretty – okay. <laughs> that's... All right, metal, Tim. That's, that's a funny one. That's just funny.
0: Uh, so, it is. So, so he, you know, there'd be this big scene. He'd storm out and then have Patty come back to the store, tell us Bruce found the wallet, and then she'd buy all the stuff that he left at the counter when he stormed out. And she'd always ask, "You guys are cool, right?" You know, meaning the employees and Bruce.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and we'd say, oh, "Of course," because we liked Bruce. So. Yeah, yeah. Just a weird thing, and then and then he he'd show up to the store the next week acting like nothing happened, and then it would happen all over again. And then after the sixth time, we were kind of into it because we thought it might be some sort of art project.
1: It's a pretty severe uh, thing. Honestly, yes. for somebody to lose their cool to that degree, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: that's a weird one. And we do it
0: over and over again. Very, very strange. Speaking of strange guys with with all over the map taste, we we had this one guy. I never knew his name, but we'd call him half cool.
1: Half cool.
0: Yeah, because he'd buy stuff like Hoosier Do, Sonic Youth, and Yola Tango, but he'd also buy like um, LaMange, Simple Minds, Marshall Crenshaw.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? yeah, half cool, eh?
0: That might have been yeah weird stuff. And he was all he was always asking if we had any wacky package related records.
1: Yeah, that was me. And, and
0: then he'd start. It, it was you. That
1: was me. And then I'd start. What? Go ahead.
0: Oh, my... You'd start pitching ideas for wacky package yep. songs,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I'll will ne- never forget them. Uh, 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 the ballad of Captain Crud,
1: ballad of Captain uh, Crud, Flying
0: in my apple, yeah. in my apple jerk, uh, drinking gin and Squelch's ape juice. Uh, mm-hmm. She took everything, even my crust toothpaste. Um, meet me at Blob Evans. Went on a slime gym. Uh, what else was there? eyes um, like fools, coffee. Um, you're as sweet as log taven syrup. Um, I'll be over as quick as minute lice. What else was there? Um, I'm gonna stick to you like screech tape. Um, I'm gonna wash your mouth with bile soap.
1: Yeah,
0: um. Like
1: but the, the
0: joke's on me though Because you did get crying in my apple jerks On that uh, second to last Myrtle Hagrid album I so did and well he
1: done. And If you would have seen I did meet him backstage at a show <gasps> Yeah What was he like He was said he cool? to me He said You the apple jerks kid And I was like "Yeah, yeah Yes sir yes sir And he goes that's what I thought and then walked and he, away. Did he
0: say thank you or no? Did, he just said that's what I thought.
1: About, oh. He said that's what I thought.
0: Well, that's not, from what I hear about about the hag. That's an ultimate compliment because he usually k- kicked guys in the stomach.
1: Yeah, I was thankfully not kicked in the stomach. I I was hoping I could convince him to do. Um, I wanted to do Kami, uh, uh, a song called Kami uh, Chameleon. Which would be to the tune of Karma Chameleon, but it was for Kami Cleanser, which was one of the famous wacky packages. I like
0: that. He, I like that. I think I,
1: that. I never got to even pitch it to him.
0: Uh, well,
1: yeah, those are the frustrating Tim, ones, wow. Metal Tim.
0: They are. They are. And uh, that's a so funny thing. <laughs> You had such weird taste. It was like you liked the swans as as, as much as REM and winter hours. It, it really boggles the mime.
1: Really does boggle the mime mind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, so. Oh, you know, speaking of REM and winter hours. Yeah. You're the only person I can, I can ask this of. Do you, have, do you have a memory at all of an incredibly niche porno film from the mid eighties called Mr. Bone Jangles.
1: Do I have any recollection? No, I don't.
0: Well, it was about a guitar player in a jangle pop band called the strum. Um, who, who takes on various lovers while he's on tour.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: the guitarist, Nate, the guitarist name was Peter buck naked. Remember this?
1: It's not ringing a bell.
0: Okay, well, you have one guess as to what he he would wear in his love scenes.
1: And his name was what again? Peter Buck Naked.
0: Peter Buck Yes.
1: What? What was he wearing? Black vest. And? That's it. That's it, just a black vest. Yes, yeah. Um, He...
0: He, um he only uh, wallets where's mine um um he he only made one other erotic film
1: okay what would you um, do you know anything actor. about it
0: well it, 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 it was a porn version of, of Popeye
1: uh-huh it, it was called
0: um
1: Popeye what was it called? Hello? You hear me? I can hear you now, yeah. I
0: said it twice. I said it twice already.
1: One more time.
0: I'm um, by.
1: Oh, okay. I wish I didn't hear it, honestly.
0: I know, I know. And you're going to wish you hadn't heard what his catchphrase was, too.
1: I don't want to know his catchphrase.
0: Well, no. <laughs> pop. Papa, um, he had, you know, I am what I am. Yeah. Pump, pump. Pump eyes was, I, who I, you, you might have had to bleep a couple of those words. Right?
1: Yeah, yep. That's, uh, again, wish I didn't know it.
0: I know, I know, but like knowledge is is uh is power and you're very powerful now. Oh no. Oh no. What
1: what what's going on, Metal Tim?
0: Uh well I guess what they say about the best show being the preferred podcast of America's soon to be second tier metal satellite radios is true. Why?
1: Why why what's going on?
0: Eddie trunk must have heard me cracking wise and he's shown up at my yurt I live in a yurt I, uh, that's just there is to it sure and uh, he's here to exact uh revenge upon my my exposed haunches
1: well can you cover your haunches
0: I, well I can't I don't even have electricity in in this 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 uh yurt i I, I do have a water cot though
1: you have a water cot.
0: Do <laughs> yes.
1: Well, hide behind your water cot.
0: Too thin. I can't. It's too small. Oh no. Oh no. He's Tom Eddie's livid. He he's standing. He's standing in my front yard, and he he put a, a bunch of Mountain Dew cans in a double XL Five Finger Death Punch T-shirt, and, and he's swinging it over his head like a. It's a weapon, just like in that fight scene in that Sean Penn film Bad Boys, where you can see a cameraman for a full two seconds. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I'm so scared! Oh no! Oh, I got to suck up, Tom. Right? I got, I, I got to man up, right?
1: Um, well, just uh, be, be strong. Going. I don't know what to tell you.
0: No, I'm going. Up. I'm, I'm going. All right. <clears throat> All right. Hike up them cargo shorts, Ed, because Kimmy's gonna go full wacko on your ass. There you um, go. Wacko was the drummer. Wacko was the drummer for eighties UK metal pioneers Raven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom. I'm I'm, all, I'm also here to teach.
1: Well, I appreciate the. I appreciate it. as somebody who's a, a forever a student. I appreciate it. Hello. I think we lost metal, Tim. I think Eddie Trunk got him. The Best Show is produced in partnership with the Forever Dog Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Tom Sharpling and features John Worcester, Michael Lisk, Jason Gore, and Pat Byrne. The show is produced and written by Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Michael Lisk, Brett Davis, John Worcester, and Tom Sharpling. The Best Show is executive produced by Tom Sharpling, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Co-executive produced by Jason Gore and Pat Burns. Segment producer, Michael Wisk. The show is engineered and mastered by Andrew Gleason and Wesley Knack. Graphic design, video editing, and social media by Brett Davis. Website and technical support by Martine Sellis. And the show is recorded at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. Support The Best Show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. And follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show, number four, life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.